0: Well, hello, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart Heart Truth Ministries, and it truly is my pleasure to bring you this encouraging message for today. I am excited about this Kingdom Principles for Life series, and this is part three, and so we're going to go ahead and bow as we get started. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you for everything that you have already done. God, your word is light until our path, and we thank you for that. Thank you for your word that comes down and penetrates our hearts, Lord, and allows us to live an abundant life. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do today, even in your word, reminding us of how we should see things, what we should be, how we should act. And Lord, the impact that we can make on this world. Thank you for the influence that you allow us in the kingdom. And God, we bless you for reminding us of your magnificence and how you created each and every one of us to be special. It's in Jesus name that we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless each and every one of you. I'm just so excited to have you here and to stay on this particular channel, listening to this word. God, I, I just really am so appreciative Of the fact that you allow me the opportunity to serve and so today this is part three of kingdom principles for life kingdom principles for life and just as a reminder um well let's just go to the word first matthew chapter number five verses 14 through 16 the bible says you are the light of the world a city situated on a hill cannot be hidden No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father in heaven. This is actually a command. It's not a good suggestion, but it's a command that we let our lights so shine. So today, the third installment, you are uniquely created to shine. You are uniquely created to shine. And let me just remind you of the principles that we have talked about before. We talked about these being kingdom principles and a principle is a foundational truth that serves as the foundation for a system of belief or behavior. It is what is that basis of truth. And that's what we want to follow is truth. It's also a comprehensive and fundamental law, doctrine, or assumption. In addition to that, it is an enduring truth that lasts forever, a law or a rule to guide in making decisions. So when we say kingdom principles for life, it is for our life's journey. It is for us getting through. It is for us making it over. It is for us to live this prosperous and abundant life. We recognize that as we talked about these principles, the ones that we've talked about before is first and foremost, the Bible is the blueprint for kingdom success. Every question, every concern, every decision, every answer is contained within it. In addition to that, we recognize the fact that if we follow the principles reward, it was going to reward us in this life as well as the one after. We're looking for those rewards. We want the results. We want the positive outcome. And the only way we're going to get those is by following these principles. Now, the ones that we've talked about before, the first part is on praise. Praise and worship, we recognize, is a result of our eyes being opened our understanding being enlightened and it is also a weapon for spiritual warfare praise we get the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and we recognize that as we worship God when we are drawn closer to him as we're in his presence there's a fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures evermore so when we're walking in the way that God would have for us to walk Everything is going to well, no, not turn out perfect. It's not going to be peaches and cream, and it's not going to everything coming up roses. But we know we never walk alone. We talked about last week. One, we give honor to God first and foremost; that He is our Father in heaven. But we had some earthly fathers as well. But the ultimate principle that we're following is that we give honor where honor is due. And so today we are going to tackle the fact that you are uniquely created and that even in that, that you have been given gifts and those gifts are then to serve others. You are enough and God has a great plan for you. We talked about Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 14th verse. It says that you are the light of the world. Now, what does light do? Light? Shines into darkness, light dispels darkness, light takes over the darkness, light draws people to it, light leads the way. That's what light is. We are commanded to let our light shine. Why? Because he talks about the fact that you are the light of the world, and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. You are supposed to be out front. We Are supposed to be out front. We kingdom citizens should be leading the way for others that are coming behind. You know, sometimes we sit down on our gifts and we're gonna talk about that, but why should we shine? One, we're commanded, let your light so shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your father. There's that possibility that they're gonna glorify the father, but we are commanded to shine. And I did an acronym, an acrostic for the shine, if you would. Shine stands for we need to suit up and serve. That's right. We can't let our light hide under a bushel, but we need to have it on a candle stand, on our lamp stand. It needs to be displayed where all then are going to be able to partake of the shining. We're also supposed to then serve other people. As we're on that candle stand, as we're on that bushel, we are then giving light to all that are in the house. In other words, we need to dress for the occasion. The H, we need to have honor and honesty. That means that our character is going to count. We can't just sit back and not do things like we're supposed to. We need to honor where honor is due. We are going to acknowledge that God has created all of the all of the, his children regardless of where they are and whatever station they are in life and we honor them for their respective positions, but then we are honest as well and not lie about things. Truth is what we're seeking after, so we recognize that our character does count. I influence and infiltrate we are to dispel darkness that's what light does right have you ever been to a concert where everyone turns on their lights on their phones now because we're in that 21st century and they're shining the light you know and it's a gorgeous scene because everything else is dark but you see these little lights and this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine we dispel darkness we infiltrate the darkness and we take over we also are going to be the influence for the darkness coming to the light um and we never give up in other words we need to be the good example regardless of what's happening in our lives we are always the example in all circumstances We give thanks to God for everything that he has done and we recognize that he still holds us in the palm of his hand and he will never leave us nor forsake us and we are never going to be alone and that alone is enough to give him praise and to not give up because we don't travel by ourselves. The E, we enlarge or expand our territory as well as we enlighten others. In other words, we're gonna take the territory for the kingdom. Now, now, I know when we look at the shining, the, the suiting up and serving, the honor and honesty, the influence and the infiltration, the never giving up attitude, and as well as the nevertheless attitude, the enlargement and expanding, as well as enlightening, all of that is representative of Christ's life. Yes, when Christ came, his entire life shined. He shined in darkness. Not only did he do that, but even in his birth, it was different. It was unique. It was something not, well, it was out of the book, right? Because we were told in Isaiah that he was going to come by a virgin birth, but never happened again. So he shined differently. Even in his baptism, the father said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. He shined from the very beginning regardless of what state he was in we recognized that he shined he went around doing good so he went around serving like we should um when we look at his honor and his honesty and his character they couldn't find anything against him that they had to pay people to lie just so that they could crucify him can you say the same about your life if you did no wrong whatsoever, could anybody say something about you? When we look at his influence and his infiltration of the darkness, he always called out darkness. The evil spirits had to obey him. They followed, they called out. They let them know, this is God's son. You are the son of David. You are the Son of God. and they had to flee in his presence. So he dispelled that darkness. He never gave up. He is a truly our ultimate example. He gave his entire life for each and every one of us so that we might have relationship with the father. And that's an example to follow. And then the enlarging and enlightening, the expanding of the kingdom, taking territory Some 2,000 plus years later, we are still following Jesus as we should. Can your life be the same? But going back to Matthew chapter number five, we are required or we are commanded then to shine, to shine and to serve. But what prevents us from shining? So today I just want to tickle your thoughts of what's stopping you from shining. Sometimes we don't shine because of our own thoughts. We don't think that we have what it takes. We don't think that we are enough. We've been told in the past that we can't do. And, you know, our dreams have been doused, our thoughts of grandeur, of being able to do different things has been shut down. But here I am to tell you today that you are enough. That whatever God has given you, he has given you. You are uniquely created. The 139th Psalm, verse 14, says that you are remarkably made. You are wonderfully made, fearfully made. God created you. Jeremiah, the first chapter in the fifth verse, as he starts off with Jeremiah, he says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. And I set you apart I sanctified you he did the same for you you were created Esther 414 for such a time as this you were fashioned and formed by the father you are his masterpiece in ephesians you are the one that he decided he designed for such a time as this for right now to do the things that he's called you to do you're not like anybody else I don't care if you have a twin you're not even if you identically somewhat look alike, there is still something that is different that we can tell you apart. There's some ways about your personality. There's some things that you are passionate about. There's some things that you are here only you can fulfill. And we need you to shine. We need you to show up. We need you to suit up. We need you to be all that you can be because you are really someone's reason to smile. Someone that you can hold their hand, someone that you can make feel comfortable, someone that needs to know what you know so that they can be led on a journey that's going to be positive, not detrimental. Sometimes we don't shine because of our own thoughts. We forget that God has searched us and he's known us. He knows our thoughts so far off. He knows when the enemy has come in to try to infiltrate, to keep you down and not let you serve at the highest level. He knows that. And you need to see the enemies attack and recognize that you have been created by the God of all creation, that you have been uniquely put together. And no, it's good that you don't have to imitate someone else. And yes, you are special and you are enough. We need to see ourselves through the eyes of the cross and not through the eyes of others. Their opinions sometimes matter just a little, but it should not matter much when it comes to what you do and who you are. Why? Because we're not looking for the approval of others. We're looking for the approval of one. So what prevents us from shining sometimes is our thoughts. Sometimes it's other people's thoughts but the Bible does remind us that a prophet is not honored in their home country. Sometimes it's the familiarity that others have that keeps us from doing what we should do. Why? Because we're thinking about them and they are not allowing us. Oh, isn't he the carpenter's son? Yeah, but he was the son of God. You know, you tried to put him down at your level, but he was more than that. He was all human as well as all divine. Prophet is not honored. Doesn't mean that you have to be a prophet, but it does mean that there are some people that will, because of familiarity, not allow you to shine or do much with them, but it doesn't prevent you from doing much with others. In addition to that, you got people who are drinking rage, Not the familiarity, but they are drinking some serious haterade and they just don't want you to succeed. Some people want to keep you at the same level because that makes them feel good. Some people want to put you below them because that makes them feel good. They are verbally abusive or they're exploitive, if you would. They do, people do some nasty things, but you are going to shine because remember, Your character does count and you are not going to allow anyone to dull your shine because you are sent here to dispel darkness. So sometimes we don't think that we are enough, but the Bible responds and says that we are. Sometimes we don't see ourselves through the eyes of God, through the eyes of the cross. We see ourselves in other people's eyes. And so we need to change that. Sometimes it's because we have messed up in the past. None of us are perfect. But I just want to remind you about grace and mercy. His mercies are new every single day. Yes, he tells us in Romans the 14th chapter and the 16th verse to not let our good be evil spoken of. Don't let it be spoken of as evil. But some people will take your good and turn it around and twist it. Don't let that stop you. because. His mercy is new every day. He says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I shall repay. He said, yes, the enemy, the weapons may form, but they will not prosper. You shall succeed. Keep holding to God's unchanging hand and allow him to take you through whatever situation comes your way, whatever circumstance you endure. God says, I'm not gonna leave you nor forsake you in that. I'm reminded of being in the hospital uh, with my daughter Jasmine before she passed. This was when she was um, dealing with the pneumonia that she had gotten and in the hospital. They told me that she was seizing every time I touched her and they didn't want me to touch her. They didn't want me to talk to her, that it would cause her to have a seizure. Now, you know, normally you would say that the mother's voice is going to calm the child. And so I was trying to be obedient to them, but it did not stop me from praying while I was sitting in that room. It did not stop me from reminiscing through the Bible and living out what the Bible was saying and remembered Abraham having to offer Isaac and I thought, Lord, if you're asking me to offer her, I'm getting chills. Lord, if you're asking me to offer her, I'm going to stand here, but I'm going to believe you no matter what. I'm not going to turn away. Okay, Job, I am not going to curse God and die. There is no way, no shape, no how. You are in this with me. And I remember as they came in and they were suctioning, trying to get some of the fluids out of her lungs, they couldn't find a suction. And I was sitting at the foot of the bed calmly. And I said, oh, it's right there on your right side. Oh, it's there, just as calm as I could be. And when they had finished doing what they needed to do, the nurse looked at me and he said, how could you be so calm? How could I be so calm? Because the Lord was with me. I was not fighting that battle alone. We have to have an airstrike as well as a ground game. That airstrike says that I look to the hills from which cometh my help. That's what we say in, in the, the Bible. And it was really a question, where do we look? And the answer was, I look to God, I look upward. No matter the circumstance, you shine. They come to you then and they ask, What manner of man is this that you serve? They come to you and they say, can you pray for me? They come to you and say, well, how can you do what you do in the midst of all of this chaos? How can you be so calm? That's shining. We want God to shine through us. But we don't just want to shine. We also need to serve. You are uniquely created, remember? And that uniqueness is for a reason. And I ask about the crosses that we bear. And we're bearing them and we're going on journeys because God has uniquely positioned us to be able to lead someone else. He tells us in first Peter chapter number four, verse 10, he says, as you have been given a gift, the manifold grace of God, you are to then share those gifts with others. I'm going to read that one for you. I, thought I saved it. Hold on. In the Holman Christian Standard Version, it says, um, Based on the gift each one has received, that means everybody has received one, use it to serve others as good managers of the varied grace of God. You have been given a gift. He says, don't hide it. Let your light shine. Put it on a candle stand so that it can give light to all that is in the house. Serve at the highest capacity that you can. Not a matter of others' opinions. It's not a matter of your opinion of you. It's a matter of what God says about you. I was awakened um, not too long ago, asking why there was a blockage, why I was not succeeding in my business like I thought I should, um, and God woke me up saying, "You don't recognize the weight." that you carry. And I'm saying that to you, you don't recognize the weight that you carry. Everybody can't do what you do the way that you do it because they weren't created the way you were created. So take stock of that. He weighted you down. You are heavy. You are carrying something heavy. We ship glory to God. That is weight. But he gives us a little bit of that glory so that others will not only see what we are doing, but they will glorify him because they recognize it is not if of ourselves that we do what we do, but it's because of what he has placed on the inside and what we have been, had our eyes enlightened to see so you shine brightly, so others will see God in you. Let's bow. Most gracious Father, thank you. Thank you for opening our eyes of understanding that we know you, we see you. Thank you that you came and you died for us and you Jesus, were the example for us here on this earth. Thank you that as we continue following you, others will follow us and they will then ultimately be following you. Thank you for the relationship that we have with you. And God, we're asking that our eyes be open to see where you want us to shine. God, allow us to dispel darkness wherever we go. Allow us to be that representation when we walk in the room. Allow the atmosphere around us to change. Allow us, as we walk in with the Holy Spirit residing on the inside, to see differences and changes, not only in people, but in situations and circumstances and rooms and systems all over, oh God. We want to infiltrate. You commanded us to go, and we are going, and we are telling, and we are sharing and we are, we are making sure that we are shining bright, but God don't let our shine be dulled. We're asking you to cleanse us yet again, remove every impurity, take away every stain. Oh God, even in our mind, I, that we don't remember it anymore because you said that you would cast our sins as far as the East is from the West, that you will remember it no more. But sometimes we hold on father. We are asking that we let go, that we forgive ourselves. Forgive the things that the bad decisions that we've made over over our lives, God. But we wanna be sanctified. We wanna be consecrated to you yet again. Today marks a new day. Today marks a day that we are going to stand and we are going to shout and we are going to lift our hands and our hearts are gonna be abandoned. We are going to make sure that we are sacrificing to you. We stand today, God, knowing that you stand with us. We stand today knowing that others need to see and need to hear. We stand today and we want God to continue to stand so that they will follow too. Lord, we can't shine without you. You are our strength. Lord, we can't do it without you. You are our joy. Lord, we can't make waves without you because you are our truth. Lord, the life that we live is nothing without you because you are our life help us to serve in the capacity in which you have called us enlarge our territories give us places to go so that we might be able to shine even more but don't ever leave us We want to hear well done my good and faithful servant We live for an audience of one. Please be pleased with what we do. It's in Jesus' name that we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Oh, God bless each and every one of you. Go out and shine. Be that example. Be that light for the world that God has called you to be. And I pray that he will make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you in your going out and in your coming in, in your labor and in your leisure. Be blessed. Have a fantastic rest of your day. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, helping you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. God bless. Us online at Shantaehaines.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at shantahaynes.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word. Standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.